Are you stuck in a rut? Need a boost? Or want to maximize your potential? Well, you're at the right place. Episode number 10 of the White Tiger Podcast. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons, and he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. All right. Episode 10. This is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No thank you to Mary Constance, who sent me an email and was upset with some of my content and said I wouldn't get past episode four. <laughs> episode 10, Mary Constance. So on that note, I really wanted to say thank you for all the listeners who are dedicating their valuable time and listening to me talk here on this podcast. I appreciate it. And I really hope you're enjoying the content that I'm spewing out at you on a weekly basis. So I just wanted to say thanks for your time. It's much, much appreciated. Hey, I, since I'm a man of my word, I also want to start this intro by thanking each and every one of you who have left written reviews on the iTunes uh, landing page, I guess, for the podcast. Now, like I said before in an Instagram post, and I believe in a previous podcast, that I was going to give you guys a shout and mention each and every one of you that left a review. So here it goes. I'd like to thank, personally, Wayne H., Podcast Guru 99, Core Growth, your hand, my pants, eighty six, and at Instagram account, I like big putts, and I cannot lie. Thank you so much for your just fantastic reviews, and we're slowly building towards maybe getting recognized on iTunes. You know, now that I think about it, how damn cool would that be? Because I could see the headline right now: Man broadcasting podcast from utility closet snags top spot on iTunes with the help of his tenacious and kick ass followers. Dude, that would be awesome. This is like a one-man show, and me like competing with all of these like multiple producers, like in these like, state-of-the-art, like Tony Stark type of like uh, recording studios. Man, that would be awesome. That would be totally cool. Hey, I wanted to kick things off by thanking everybody for their patience this week. I caught some type of nasal slash throat slash sinus thing this week, which caused me to pretty much lose my voice, which obviously you know could be a little problematic when you're trying to put out a podcast. So. With that being said, thank you for uh, your patience. And to be honest, it wasn't as bad as maybe you would think because my voice got very deep and raspy and I kind of thought I sounded like James Earl Jones or Barry White or something like really damn sexy. And uh, so I approached my wife on it and said, what do you think? What do you think about this voice? She totally hated it. She told me to get the dishes done and fold laundry. So yeah, there you go. I thought maybe I had something going there for a while, even though I couldn't do the podcast and uh, my wife shot me down. So for the last six or so months, I have been very, very grateful. And I've had the opportunity to pursue something that I'm very passionate about. Now, for most of you that know and some of you that don't, I retired from a career in law enforcement about a year ago. And within the last, I'd say, six or seven months, I've been slowly trying to establish a coaching and consulting practice. Now, 
it gives me the opportunity to take all those different skills and resources and training that I had as a law enforcement officer and kind of still provide a service and help people out uh, on the personal and professional side. And it's been absolutely great. I've been uh, really surrounded by some really great people. I've gotten a lot of encouragement. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. And the point of this thing is, is that I recently attended a team session uh, with a, a bunch of really awesome and special people. And I got a chance to sit down and talk about you know, some of the things that are making them excel in their field and some of the things or behaviors that they maybe need to focus on a little bit more to accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. And one of the things that I've heard and was inspired to talk about is in both a personal and professional setting, are we out there going out to play to win? Are we playing to win in our lives, both professional and personal, or are we playing not to lose? Because there's a big glaring difference. And what made me even think more about it is I'm not a soccer fan by any means, but once every four years, for a month every four years, I get into soccer because of the World Cup. And now the World Cup is coming up this week, and I'm going to watch. But what made me think about it was, you know, I've watched these soccer games before, and there comes a time where you see teams that are aggressive, and they're looking to win the game. They're looking to put the ball in the net. They're looking to score. They're looking to win. And then you have other teams that look like they're just trying not to lose. They're being more defensive-minded. They're not attacking. They're not taking some risks that would get them to a position to where they can score. And it drives you nuts as a sports fan, whether it be soccer, basketball, football, because you could pretty much apply it to any of these sports, that when you see teams kind of play it safe because maybe they want to take it into overtime or maybe because they don't want to take a risk that they potentially can lose. And I got to be honest with you, looking from the outside in, that kind of drives me insane. I'm like, especially when you're rooting for your team, you want them to go for the win. And I thought about it and I'm like, you know, this was brought up in this session. And then now with the soccer thing happening this week and, you know, the basketball just ending because it applies for basketball pretty much to a T. Yeah. I mean, I wonder like, are we personally, professionally taking the risks we need to do to win or are we just playing it safe? And I could tell you from my personal experience, especially when I first started my previous, uh, career is I played it freaking safe because I was really afraid of the risk of looking like a boob or making a mistake and thinking about what potentially negative could come out of that and affecting me and my status at work, whether it be not getting an opportunity to or a promotion or not getting the opportunity to do something cool because I fucked up. And Listen, there's a whole other story about why messing up or failing is actually a really good thing. But I mean, I could save that for another podcast episode. But really quick, now that I had the opportunity since I've since been removed to reflect on the time that I spent in my previous career, I kind of realized that playing it safe or playing not to lose was probably the worst thing I could have ever done to myself because it prevented me from doing a lot of things uh, that I wish I did and I wish I kind of took a little bit more risk because I realized it was not as bad as I actually thought it was or I, or the, the results or the outcome of taking a risk was not going to be as bad as I was making it out to be, so to speak. 
So yeah, there's a lot of things I look back on, but I think the point that I'm trying to start off with is that having that mindset of playing not to lose did not serve me well, and I don't think it serves many people well. So I recently put this poll up on Instagram about what your mindset is, and if your mindset is, are you playing to win or playing not to lose? And I and I got to tell you, I would expect that the people that are looking at it, that and which was the case, that 100% of the people who responded said they were playing to win. Now, I hope wholeheartedly that's true, but I'm guessing that most people think, yes, I'm out there playing to win. I'm out there giving 110% all the time. I'm taking risk. I'm not sitting back and letting things just be status quo. But I have a feeling that sometimes when the rubber hits the road and we kind of take a step back, we probably, a lot of us are, there's probably more of us that are playing it safe for various reasons. And that they're not necessarily, I understand them and they're not necessarily bad, but maybe I want to clear it up a little bit for, for, for a minute. So think about this when you're like thinking about what you're doing professionally and personally. So if your focus is not to lose, right, and kind of playing it safe, you're not, your perspective is not looking at what you could gain, but your more perspective is more on protecting what you already have. Also, most of your energy is being challenged towards being comfortable, maintaining the status quo, and kind of guarding yourself against what you don't want to happen, you know? So it's like, okay, if I've established that I'm pretty comfortable here, I'm going to do whatever it takes just to keep myself here, you know? And so typically with that type of mindset, you're not much of a risk taker uh, because taking risk involves, usually involves some type of uncertainty and uh, there's fear involved with risk. And most people who are maintaining the status quo or playing not to lose are not big risk takers. Also, too, this is really important. Playing not to lose, having this mindset, you're also driven by what you do not want. You do not want to fail. You do not want to lose. You want to continue to preserve what you have. But in order to, the one thing that's restricting you from playing to win is that you're afraid that you may lose or you're afraid to encounter a situation that you do not want. And that's the motivation to prevent you from going out there and playing to win and getting aggressive. But here's the big picture to this whole thing to kind of like sum it all up. Now, playing safe or playing not to lose may feel very safe in the short term because we're busy protecting kind of all the things that we have. But what happens is in the long term, we wind up getting left behind by everybody else who's moving forward. So we stay in the status quo and we remain comfortable Everybody else is out there who's go-getting it and who's killing it and who's taking risk and who's being aggressive are the ones that are passing you by and are achieving their goals. You know, I kind of have this great analogy, especially that I kind of incorporated into coaching, is you have three types of individuals and there's one specific type of individual that falls into this playing not to lose category. And that is what I consider the floater. Now there's swimmers, there's floaters, and they're sinkers. Now the floaters, they're not sinking and they're not swimming. They're just treading water. They're just staying afloat. So they're not moving or creating momentum, but they're not sinking. And the good thing is, is that they know if I start picking up momentum, there's a good chance that I may sink. And I don't know if I want to take that risk to sink because I'm pretty comfortable just laying here on my raft as opposed to getting off the raft 
and actually kicking some ass and actually swimming. And the other individuals I'll speak of in a little bit, but really the floater is really what kind of what is more of the playing not to lose person, that type of mindset. So how does this kind of behavior kind of show up at the workplace, for example? So I'll give you an example. You're the type of person who, when it comes to speaking out at work and trying to add value, uh, share a new idea, you're not going to do that. That it's just safer sitting back and not saying anything and just being quiet. Uh, Because you're afraid that if you say something, that you may rock the boat, that you may piss somebody off, that people may look at you a certain way or may pass judgment on you or so on. And it's not willing to take the risk of opening up and speaking your mind with the possibility of something that you may perceive as bad happening to you that could affect your career or job or whatever. So that's kind of one example, but think of the possible effects of that, of maintaining that type of of mentality. So you remain status quo. You don't say anything. You don't want to be the boat rocker, right? What happens is as time goes on, people have a tendency to overlook those individuals that are not saying anything, that are not speaking their mind and are not saying, this is what I believe in. And I think this is what could add value to us here at the workplace. So when opportunities come up, those people get easily overlooked because they're never the ones that are being proactive, putting up their hand or saying what they need to say in order to make things better. Now, I think if your heart says, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want it to make this better for myself and others, and that's my motivation, then I think you really can't go wrong by explaining your, explaining your position and saying, hey, listen, I believe this could be of value to this organization. Now, this playing not to lose mentality is rooted in one word. In my personal opinion, it's rooted in the word fear, because that's really kind of what it comes down to, fear of losing something, fear of looking uh, bad, fear of getting embarrassed, fear of a variety of different things. So it's easy to not want to kind of play to win or to get aggressive or take chances because you don't have to worry about being embarrassed or looking like a boob or saying something you think someone may perceive as wrong or whatever the case may be. So it's just easier not to say or do anything. And going back to the whole analogy of the swimmers and floaters, you just float. That's it. You're not moving. And yeah, it's, it's amazing what kind of that fear mindset will do to you. Uh, and I've got to be honest, it's easy for sometimes for me to say here and to kind of preach that, uh, to not have this play to lose or playing not to lose mentality. But I was there. I did it for quite some time. I look back and kind of regret it and I wish I was the other way. But I've seen some people who did the opposite and have like just a, a ton of success and they really ultimately have a ton of respect for the people. They have, they gain the respect of the people who wish they could do what they did. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where a lot of that respect comes from. If you feel like, man, you know, I, I'm questioning whether or not I'm getting respect for my peers, whether it matters to you or not, you know, that could be a part that's playing into it too. It's like, you know, I mean, someone who's willing to put their neck out and go against the status quo and to kind of say what they feel and to go after it, you know, those are the people who usually have success and usually people who get most of the respect, uh, at least at the workplace. Oh, and as you can see, like this mentality of playing not to lose It just doesn't relate to work. It also relates to life and relationships and so on. I mean, you could apply it to anything. 
you know, why don't you want to go up to the girl or guy at the bar and talk to him? Because the fear you may get rejected or you may feel embarrassed. And if I don't approach that person, I'm not going to have to worry about feeling embarrassed or losing what I think is, you know, losing my pride or getting rejected. And that's, you'll never find out. You'll never find out if that person uh, was someone you were interested in. You'll never find out uh, if you could do it and feel good about, you know, accomplishing something or getting out of your comfort zone, as I kind of touched on in previous episodes. But yeah, you'd never know. Instead, you just play it safe. So as you can see, it applies to a bunch of different parts of our life. And you're not losing per se, um, but you really are losing, in my personal opinion. So actually, after hearing this, if you're still a little unclear, if you fit in this kind of treading water slash playing not to lose category, I want to throw some things at you to consider and see if these things fit or don't fit into your current life. So individuals who are playing not to lose typically are afraid of losing. They play it safe. They typically work very slowly, deliberately, and cautiously. Uh, They're very quick to blame others. And they often choose the safe route and avoid taking other options. They're usually worried about the past and stressed about the future. And they get pretty pissed off when things don't go right. And I also found this one really important, especially at the workplace, is that the playing not to lose people have a tendency to leave their work undone or incomplete for the sole reason that it can't be judged as not being good or insufficient. So while hearing these, if you feel like any of these apply to you, all hope is not lost. This is actually a good thing. Realizing that you may have the tendency to kind of fall into this category is not a bad thing. It's just making you more aware of the things that you need to focus on to change those behaviors to get you to succeed. And that's kind of where it all starts. Because realizing that they may exist in your life, your relationships, your personal life, whatever, is just the start. By knowing and having the information is ultimately what you need to succeed. So I'd like to change course here and segue into those playing to win. Now, these are what I call the swimmers. We had our floaters. Now, these are the guys that are going out there and gals that are going out there and they're swimming. They're taking action. They're creating new opportunities. They're breaking new ground. Really important. They're going after it. And the most important thing is playing to win is trading safety of the known for the uncertainty of the future that is yet to be created. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Trading safety of the known for the uncertainty of the future that is yet to be created. So like I mentioned before, the safe way, the status quo, your comfort zone, you're taking the risk to be uncomfortable with the potential of going after it and achieving those goals that you really want. But it comes with risk, it comes with fear, and it comes with taking chances. But despite all that, it's rooted in the thought or the belief that you can and you will win. And the good part about that whole thing, it's very, very empowering. So in the spirit of the World Cup this week, I found a really good example that kind of drives this point home. Now, for those who are not familiar with the game of soccer or the World Cup, there's a thing that's really exciting about the sport, which I love. It's called the penalty shootout. 
Now, what the penalty shootout is, it's just basically a method of determining which team wins or advances in a specific tournament, such as the World Cup. What happens is at the end of the game, if the teams are tied after playing regulation time, in addition to extra time, which is time that is added at the end of the finish of regulation time based on stoppages of play and injuries and so on, if it's tied after all of that time, teams have the opportunity to take turns attempting shots on each other's goalie in order to score and ultimately advance or win. So two researchers named Gear Jordet and Esther Hartman studied the conversion or success rate of these penalty shootout scenarios. And they compared two specific scenarios. The first was the shooter's team was down by a goal and had to make the kick to tie. If he missed the kick, his team would lose. The second scenario was the shooter's team was tied and he did not have to make the shot. But if he did, his team would win. So at the end of the study, they came up with an interesting conclusion. They found that in the first scenario, when missing the kick would cause the team to lose, players only converted 62% of their shots. However, when the kick resulted in a win, kickers were successful 92% of the time. So in theory, it's the same kick. It's the same distance. It's the same target. But there's a 30% improvement when the player is shooting to win and shooting not to lose. So there's something about wanting to win and winning that's very, very rewarding, exciting, and so on. So again, if you're unclear whether or not you're actually out there playing to win, I'm going to give you some things to consider. Are you the type of person that loves to win? that you're focused on maximizing your strengths, that you finish work, even though it's not necessarily in your mind perfect, that you work quick and effectively, that you take calculated risks, that you don't make excuses, that you're motivated to make things better every day, and importantly, you learn from your past and you're optimistic about your future. If you find that these apply to any aspect of your life, You're playing to win. That is the playing to win mentality. And that is what's going to get you to achieve your goals, to be personally, professionally successful in life, relationships, work, and so on. It comes down to believing in yourself. It comes down to taking risk. And it comes down for you to shoot to win. And I'm going to break it down very simply for everyone. Very, very simple. Winning equals action, while playing not to lose equals inaction or conservation or preservation. So simply, winning equals action, and not winning equals inaction, or say not playing to lose equals inaction or conservation. Oh, and another thing that I kind of didn't mention, which I missed, which is really important, is that if you're going out there and you're playing to win in whatever aspect of your life, when you fall short or you don't hit the mark, people I think are going to be more supportive of you, they're going to be more understanding of you, and they're going to be more proud of you because you're out there playing to win. If you're going out there and you're not trying, 
and that you're playing it safe or you're always playing defense to preserve what you have or to avoid failure, people are going to be more judgmental and hard on you because you're not out there giving it 110% and playing to win. Not too sure if you guys ever heard this quote. If you didn't, it's really good. If you have, it'll be a good reminder of what's really important in this realm of playing to win and playing not to lose. But the biggest risk is not taking one. And if you want to feel more comfortable with taking risk and being that swimmer, just realize this. We create or mentally create these scenarios in our mind that if we take risk, that it's going to be really, really bad. In reality, the conclusion of the risk you take or the outcome of the risk you take, even if you don't hit the mark, is nearly not as bad as you're actually thinking. It's actually a lot better. But it's the fear of the worst case scenario, which often prevents us from wanting to go out there and go after it. And the flip side to this whole thing, which I thought was really cool, is that most of us underestimate our ability to handle worst case scenario. Because you'd be surprised that when that comes your way, you're probably going to do a lot better than you think you're going to do. So after saying all this, where is your mindset at? Are you in that playing to win mindset or playing not to lose mindset? And be completely honest with yourself on this because it's not win or lose. If you're in the playing to win mindset, that's great. And if you're in the playing not to lose mindset, that's great also because you now have a blueprint for what you can do to get behind those behaviors that may be getting in your way. So in conclusion, don't worry so much about preserving the things that you have. Don't worry about necessarily the fear that comes with you taking risk and potentially not hitting your mark or in your mind failing. Don't worry so much about the potential pitfalls that come with pursuing that passionate thing you're about or seizing a really great opportunity, whether it be at work or in life or whatever, because of the possibility of failure or the risk that may come with seizing that opportunity. Instead, focus on believing in yourself, focus on getting comfortable with taking risk, and most importantly, focus on shooting to win. I like to kind of finish this podcast with a really good quote by Vince Lombardi, which I think sums this whole thing up to a T. Coach Lombardi was quoted saying, winning isn't everything, but wanting to win is. Guys and gals, thank you for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun this week. Again, sorry about the late release. Voice is better. I'm going to be coming back 110% because I'm going to be going out there playing to win. And I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for being here. Thanks again for your time. If you get an opportunity, shoot over to uh, my Instagram account. Uh, You could check out in my bio the link for iTunes. If you could shoot over there and leave me a review, a written review and a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Also, too... I'm going to put something out on Instagram, but I wanted to reach to you guys first. I wanted to tell you that if there's something that you want to hear, because the best part of this podcast, especially from the listener's perspective, is actually being able to suggest something as far as content or something you want to hear or addressed and have it addressed. Now, you could contribute in two ways. One, you could get in touch with me at the podcast website, which is wtpodcast.com. Just shoot over to the contact link, put in your information. Tell me what you want to hear, and I promise I will get back to you. 
Also, too, if you're following me on social media, more specifically Instagram, take a look at my bio. Underneath the bio, there's an email button. You could just click on that, send me an email with some content, some suggestions, whatever you want, and I promise I'll get back to you. Also, too, just take a look at that link for iTunes. Leave me a review. I'll send you a sticker. I'll show you some love. Whatever you need, I do appreciate it. Thanks. Enjoy this week. Have fun. Shoot to win. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com. Ah!